This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Susan Ehrlich, Chief Executive Officer at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital and Trauma Center. Susan, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, I'm looking forward to our conversation and really diving deeper into what you're doing at the hospital and where you really see growth headed. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Uh, I've had the privilege of serving as the chief executive officer here at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital for almost eight years. I am a physician and my training is in primary care internal medicine. I'm on the faculty here at the University of California, San Francisco, and I still take care of patients um, in uh, one of our primary care clinics here on campus. Oh, that's amazing. And and definitely, you know, the last eight years have been big ones in healthcare. So, um, you know, I I can imagine it's been quite a, a journey and a ride to this point. Yes, it has. There have been so many things that have happened during the past eight years. Of course, we think of the pandemic uh, as being one of them. But even before that time, we moved into a new acute care tower three weeks after I arrived in May of 2016. In August of 2019, we went live with Epic as our electronic health record. And then, of course, six months later, uh, the global pandemic was visited upon us. So there has been just an enormous amount of things that have happened during the time uh, I've served as CEO. Absolutely. Wow. Well, you know, certainly being able to navigate all of that, um, I I can imagine, you know, it's definitely a challenge, but also a great opportunity to continue to grow and develop it and provide healthcare to the community. And, you know, given where we're at right now, what are some of the biggest issues that you're following in healthcare today? Right. So I think it's important uh, for your listeners to understand what kind of a place we are. Um, Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital is a public hospital. Um, I think we're an iconic public hospital uh, serving uh, the city and county of San Francisco. Um, we're also the, the area's only trauma center, the only level one trauma center, but only trauma center. We serve um, both the city and county of San Francisco, but also northern San Mateo County. So San Francisco has a little more than 800,000 residents, but our trauma catchment area is a million and a half people. Um, We are also the city's only 24-7 psychiatric emergency service. So we are the only place in town where you can uh, see a psychiatrist 24-7. And we focus on serving the least well-served members of our community. We serve about 100,000 patients a year. And the vast majority of them are covered through Medicaid, Medi-Cal in California, or Medicare. Um, Of course, we see everybody in the community uh, by virtue of being a trauma center and by virtue of being a place where um, we really specialize in uh, taking care of emergent situations. Um, But we also are a major primary and specialty care provider for uh, what we term the safety net. So we really focus on underserved populations. Um, We serve a a disproportionate percentage of the black and brown community here in San Francisco. And so what that means is we are really focused on equity. We're focused on uh, social determinants of health. And those things um, really make care here very gratifying for everyone who works here, 
um, and also present some challenges from time to time. Uh, so we take this responsibility for the city and county for serving everybody uh, very seriously. Uh, it, it's really our raison d'etre here. Absolutely. And, you know, a huge responsibility, but like you said, a, a super important one for the community at large. And, you know, when you look at that type of population and, and having that role within the community of being able to serve everybody and being focused on equity and social determinants of health, how have you seen some of the um, different types of connections and, and projects and initiatives that you've been working on over the last few years to, to really serve those populations well, how has that changed or grown and developed um, in, into, you know, being able to be more successful and connected with com the community in that way? Well, there is so much to say on this topic. Um, and first, I want to say that one of the things that really makes us unique and special is our longstanding partnership with the University of California, San Francisco. There's really nothing that we don't do here on campus that doesn't involve UCSF as our partners. And we have been here on this site providing care for 150 years. And for virtually that entire time, we have been doing it in partnership with UCSF. So uh, every physician here on campus is a member of the UCSF faculty, including me. Um, and it really makes uh, the work we do here incredibly special. Um, being a major academic center, being a major training spot, being a place where uh, we do research to improve the care to our patients and the health of the community, um, that really helps us in addressing uh, all the needs of the patients here on campus. One thing I'll say is that um, we have been uh, devoted to serving the entire community uh, for since the beginning of existence here, um, the beginning of the 150 years. And a lot of the inequities um, that we see here were really highlighted by the pandemic. Um, we started seeing immediately in, the, in February, March, um, March actually of 2020, that we were serving a vastly disproportionate uh, group of folks here on campus in the, in the Latinx community with COVID. Virtually all of the patients we started seeing coming in to our ICUs and being very, very sick with COVID were from that community. And why was that the case? Well, the Latino community wasn't able to shelter in place and to be at home in the same way some of the white collar workers were in the community. Um, these folks were providing uh, care you know, in homes, they were uh, working in restaurants, they were uh, doing deliveries, you know, all the kinds of jobs um, for which you can't shelter in place. And so for that reason, it became clear that uh, the Latinx community was experiencing COVID more than other communities. And it was really then that not just our hospital, but the community, the Department of Public Health, really started focusing on communities that were traditionally underserved, not just Latinx community, but also the black slash African-American community. And it really was the beginning of our focusing on those communities especially and ensuring that they had the testing, that they had the vaccination sites, that they were a part of the way we responded to the pandemic. And that ended up being very successful. 
San Francisco had the lowest number of deaths from COVID of any major metropolitan area in the United States during the pandemic, which is an incredible achievement. And it was because we got testing out into the community, we got vaccinations out into the community, and we worked with the community directly on the response. So COVID really shone a light not just on the disparities, but also on the ways that we can work effectively with the community to ensure good care. I love that. And and what a powerful story and an example of some of the great ways that, you know, you've been able to change and evolve with what's needed in the moment. And I know the pandemic was such a challenge, but a great um, accomplishment in being able to, you know, keep your community safe and especially the patients that you're um, working with most closely. Now, looking ahead, what are you most excited about and what makes you nervous? Well, what I'm excited about is continuing to do that work in the community to ensure our patient population um, gets, uh, gets great service. Um, there are some changes happening in California State Medicaid program um, called CalAIM, and what that change is about is incorporating payment for services related to the social determinants of health in the Medicaid program. So these are services that the city and county of San Francisco may have paid for, that uh, philanthropic donors may have paid for, but they were never things that we could bill for uh, through the Medicaid program. And now that's starting to come to fruition. So this is uh, expanded case management services, transitional services available for patients coming out of the hospital setting. Um, all all kinds of services that were not traditionally reimbursed. And I find this to be a really exciting prospect for uh, the state, of course, overall, but but also for our community uh, because it allows us to serve the community in a more equitable uh, way that is really focused on the things that determine health for the patients we take care of. That's one thing that I'm I'm very excited about um, moving forward. Absolutely. That sounds like a great opportunity, as you mentioned, just to continue to provide the needed services and especially um, a pathway to get some payment for that um, because it is so important and to be able to have um, those resources are, are essential. Is there anything that makes you nervous or you're looking ahead and, um, you know, obviously um, with excitement, but certainly, you know, if there's anything that um, might keep you up just a little bit at night? Well, sure, of course. I mean, this is a time of great change and upheaval in the healthcare industry. Uh, there's a lot of transition. People are thinking differently about their lives and their work since the pandemic. And that has met, meant that, um, you know, we have a, a workforce that is not as happy as it used to be. And so we've really doubled down on focusing on wellness, on focusing what we need to do to keep people engaged, happy, joyful at work. Um, and things have gotten better uh, since, since the, the end of the pandemic, um, but that is definitely a challenge. And I think it's something that we really want to and will be focusing on. Uh, the other thing is just the tremendous issues that we deal here with flow um, in and out of the hospital. Uh, 
um, there there is a lot written in the in the industry about uh, challenges to discharging patients from the hospital. Um, we have more of those challenges than most hospitals um, because of the larger fraction of patients we take care of who are experiencing homelessness, people who may have uh, substance use disorder or mental health issues, um, and people who just have fewer resources than the population in general. So that's been and continues to be a big challenge for our environment. And so we have so much work going on to try to uh, address the things that we can control here. A lot of the things are out of our control. So for example, we just don't have a lot of good options for discharging to skilled nursing facilities um, because they aren't as willing to take Medicaid reimbursement. Um, but we just we keep working with our partners. Um, we work with um, our main insurer, the San Francisco Health Plan. Um, we just continue to try to address everything we can control and even the things that we can't control. So in summary, I would say flow and um, staff wellness um, are probably the things that are the most challenging for us here right now. That makes a lot of sense. And, and certainly, you know, big issues that I know many organizations are facing, but it's helpful to understand um, just, you know, really where some of those challenges are coming in. And I can imagine, um, you know, certainly um, we'll be able to kind of address them in, in a meaningful way going forward. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I'm wondering if you could talk about what you feel will be most effective for healthcare leaders to be successful in the next two to three years or so. Sure. I think it's not that different from what has been required from, uh, from we healthcare leaders previously, and that is you, you just need to be constantly creative and curious. Um, our environments are very dynamic. Uh, there are new things happening all the time. There are new challenges that come up all the time. And our job as healthcare leaders is to understand what they are, uh, to be curious about why they're happening, um, really the root causes of why they're happening, and to help think creatively with other leaders in the organization about how we can address them. I think our organizations rely on us leaders to, to, to be curious, to be positive, to understand issues as opportunities rather than problems. Um, and so I think those things are, are really important for healthcare leaders. There's just so much change going on right now. Uh, for example, I've spent a lot of time recently learning about AI and the issues that AI presents in healthcare, the opportunities that we have um, for AI in healthcare. Um, it's, a, it's a very dramatic change and it has a lot of possibilities for us. And that's just one example of the many things that are going on um, that uh, require a lot of focus and attention. Absolutely. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and interesting conversation. You know, you raised some really great um, issues in, in thoughts as well as highlighted some neat things that you're doing there at Zuckerberg. So I appreciate your time here and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to highlight all the great ways we're serving the community here. We just have an amazing team of people 
who is devoted to our community. And, um, you know, I just love coming to work with them every day. So thank you. Absolutely.